light music, hard rock, rich parents, and relatable ADHD moments. We had Casey Watch K on, and we're here to answer the question, was it a Kauai disappointment? Hello everyone and welcome back to Kawaii Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you as always is me, your host, producer, weave of all trades, and socially anxious but emotionally mature for my age bassist, PJ. And hi, it's your super forgetful ditzy klutz, Skylar. And with us as always is our brand new student, still unsure what club to join this late into the school year, Casey. And I've conned you all into watching a con artist sequel, Catch Me If You Can too. Oh damn, you caught me. Casey. Well, if that didn't partially give you some of a hint, we are not watching Con this week. We are watching K-On! as we wrap up Music Month. I'm glad it's not QAnon. I was a little concerned. Ah, gross. Oh my god. <laughs> right? Well, Casey, based off the name alone, K-On!, what did you think the anime was going to be about? I thought, based on the name, I thought, you know, it's still Music Month, but the name, I, I read as, I heard it, heard it as Con. I thought it was a 10-episode limited anime series, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, the musical. So I was ready to hear <laughs> William Shatner do some more El- Elton John covers. But I heard it as Khan? Do you mean I misread it and heard it wrong in my brain? Like, <laughs> Yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> but Maybe also, he just thought the O was shaped like kind of weird because the hyphen is attached to the O. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a funky looking reading would you guys be interested in star trek 2 the wrath the wrath of khan the musical no No. have you guys seen i've never seen a star trek before have you seen a star Trek? i've seen a star trek i'm not the biggest trekkie but i have seen a trek or two i Mm. respect what it is i have seen some of it it's just not my jam i've never given it a shot and i think i i love star wars so much i don't know if i can take on like this other universe you know what i mean i'm like yeah i i don't ever like i get why there's such a comparison between star wars and star trek but, like, at the end of the day, they're also so different. The only mm-hmm. thing they have similar is that they both say star in the name. Yeah. And I've never understood this, like, huge beef between the two. I'm like, just both be nerds. Gosh. Yeah. And I hear, like, Star Trek is very, like, emotionally mature. And they tackle a lot mm. of, like, they do a good job showing respect to all kind of cultures and stuff. See, we never have that issue on this podcast because there's three stars here. <gasps> oh. You can talk to Angie. She loves Star Trek. Comment below if you want me to get into Star Trek. Give me something to watch. Tell me how to start. You have so many other things to watch, Casey. Yeah, I don't have the time. I, I lied. Sorry. Guess we're not getting Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan the musical. <laughs> he was just <laughs> wasting your time. All right. Well, since we're not getting that musical, let's talk about this anime, which may or may not be a musical, because once you saw that poster, I imagine your thoughts changed a little bit. Well, based on the poster, I assumed it's going to be like Josie and the Pussycats, the movie. <laughs> Skylar, take a shot. Take a shot. <laughs> You guys knew I was going to say that because, man, I love that movie and music. Like, I don't have time to go through this, but God, that is such a good movie. <laughs> Literally, the second we started watching it, before we even started watching it, we were like, Casey's just going to be like, this is Josie and the Pussycats. Uh, yeah, and I said if uh, Casey mentions um, Josie and the Pussycats, we should take shots. Let, ooh, let's make that the drinking game. Every time I reference Josie and the Pussycats to this episode, take a shot or a drink or whatever, you know? Whatever your version of that is. <laughs> Whatever your version is. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want an insulin shot. Yeah, Please exactly. Take your insulin. T- take take your meds. Take your meds every time. No, don't overdose. You know what? Just do whatever's safe. Um, yeah. But anyways, I think it's gonna be like Josie and Pisquets, where this young group makes it big and has to juggle coming of age with the challenges that come with fame. 
Okay. I know what that's like since I'm so young and I'm dealing with what it's like to make it big and, you know. Oh, yeah. You know. You're so young. You can barely drink. You can't even take a shot. Casey is no joke. 15 years old. I'm 15 years <laughs> old, which is really unfortunate about the type of material I've talked about on here. It's real depressing. <laughs> Casey is an unaccompanied minor. <laughs> but um, yes, can you imagine this whole time, like if someone was listening to this and like at the end when we finally like they did any sort of video or whatever, we were like all like 14 years old or something like, man, that'd be real depressing because of the stuff we talked and about. And this has been a Kauai disappointment <laughs> on Kauai Disney Channel. I have braces now for some reason. I, I, want, I want us all to do those classic Disney Channel acting uh, moments. <laughs> the looking in the doorframe one. I feel like this is not even yes. the first time we've referenced that sketch on this podcast. No, this is the second or third time. But specifically, I also want, I have a dream for Skylar to do this, like riding in on a scooter moment, just like gliding by. That'd be so good. <laughs> Tell me about the girl on drums. Yes. Okay. So the drummer, and I have a very, I need to, I have a very specific description here. She's the socially awkward, unintentionally masculine character that they have in the movies. Like she's just trying to have fun. She's there to have fun with her friends. She's not trying to like get famous or like have romance. She's, this is just like a fun hobby for her where she gets to be herself in a safe space. But like, I know like this is, I don't want to say it's a queer coding thing because I don't, I know like a lot of like, those socially awkward, more masculine character, like female characters from like back in the day, they could be seeming like they're queer coded, but like there's just like socially awkward, more like masculine women. Like I'm thinking like Marla Hooch and like League of Their Own or like Carrie Mae and House Bunny. Like, do you guys know that the vibe I'm talking about? Uh, yeah. The like, I'm too manly to be seen as a normal person in this story from the 90s type of manly kind of yeah exactly like it's like she's not try like she's not a lesbian she's just like i'm here to like just have a good time i'm not oh yeah, yeah romance sure. is not my on my radar i like am just very competitive and like i love this thing i do i'm very passionate about it but like i'm not like sexuality is not a part of my character at this point okay what about the girl on base because she's all about that base about that base about that base. About that base. Okay. So she's, my prediction is that she's kind of tied to the brown haired girl in the front also. I think the black haired girl and the brown haired girl in the front, they're best friends. I think um, the black haired girl, she writes the melodies. Oh, so she's tied to the girl on the front, not the drummer. Not not the drummer. No, not the drummer. Okay. I was like, because they both have brown hair. Which one? <laughs> right, right, right. I specify. Yeah. Brown hair in the front. The... Black-haired girl, she writes the melodies, and I think the brown-haired girl in the front, she writes the lyrics. The black-haired girl, I think, uh, like I said, she plays bass and probably does that whole zen, cool chick vibe thing. Like, you know, she was always like, yeah, whatever, it's cool. Like, she never, like, answers directly. It's always, like, a kind of ambiguous, like, answer. She's, like, one of those people that always answers a question with a question. Like, you're like, what do you want for dinner? And they're like, I don't know. What even is dinner? So, like, Trent from Daria? Like yeah. Trent, like Trent from Daria, or do you guys remember? Um, this is like honestly my favorite episode of that '70s show. Do you remember when Hyde taught Jackie how to be Zen when Kelso left her for Jackie, but then yeah. Jackie ended up beating up Lori anyways, and he was like teaching her how to be cool. God, so good. Yeah, and then like where like someone would ask her a question. I think it was like Donna would ask a question. She'd be like, "Do you want to go to the mall?" And then Jackie's like, "That's cool." And she's like, "Does that mean like that's cool you want to go or like that's cool you don't want to go?" <laughs> like in uh, the Simpsons there's an episode where Lisa like is like they go to like somewhere for the summer and she like ends up with the cool kids 
And her like cool catchphrase is like, yeah, you know, like whatever. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that. Do you think I should start doing that? Let's try it. I'll try it this week because I'm because I'm obviously already a master of communication. Casey, don't force it. <laughs> this is like the much worse version of the movie. Yes, man. <laughs> Instead of yes, man, it's like whatever, dude. Yeah. <laughs> It's the Walmart straight to DVD sequel, whatever, dude, featuring me <laughs> playing Jim Carrey. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh my well, God. Uh, let's move on. We're going to skip the focal point because I want to end with them. Let's move to the girl on keyboard. Okay. The blonde keyboardist. She's a quiet, shy girl. And she likely, I feel like she has like a bad home life. And she uses this band as an escape. So kind of like I said, how the drummer's there. She's like only there for it's like a fun hobby for friends. This blonde keyboard, she's just using this band to like get away from her very terrible home life. She's like, finally this. She's like so cute and sweet. And you go back and you follow her home. And it's like, she's like in a trailer park. And her dad's like, you know, in a wife beater with like beer stains all over it. And he's like, did you cook my dinner yet? Yeah, it's always it's not even a double wide. It's a it's a single and like he he drinks and it's a it's a whole mess. He he as the Australians would say is a bogan. So she's Eminem from eight mile is what you're saying. She's Eminem from eight mile. It reminds me of me when I threw myself into <laughs> church to get away from my family in high school. Why did I know this, this is, is an coming? unlocked character arc from Skylar? <laughs> my pagan ass was so. This is the OVA into that church. none of us knew we needed. <laughs> I literally, as soon as we started talking, I'm like, my trauma tingle was coming. Like, I was like, Skylar's gonna say something about trauma. I know, but this is like a character arc. Like, we didn't even get to see. I know. God, I love a twist. Skylar's weird religious period. Oh, yeah. We haven't <laughs> talked about that enough on here. And I'm excited to get more into that as we've all had. Well, I don't know about PJ, but I know we've both had weird religious periods. We'll slowly unlock it piece by piece as we go along. <laughs> Every episode, we'll drop a new sentence from the story. <laughs> I agree. You know what? We haven't touched enough on this period, this trauma period. So, I mean, stick around and find out. <laughs> All right, let's end with our guitarist in the center front. The girl in the front, she is like the talented girl who's obsessed with getting out of her poor provincial life, Q Bell, um, and moving to the big city to be a star. Because, you know, there's always like in any sort of music show, there's always like that one. And like, but she's not um, like Rachel Berry from Glee Annoying, but likely throughout the story, she's going to get lost along the way and forget what matters, which obviously is money. So Josie. Just kidding. <laughs> Josie from In the Pussycats. Oh my God, Skylar, stop bringing that up. Just kidding. That was a <laughs> So Josie from The Pussycats? <laughs> Josie from Josie and the Pussycats. Do you remember how in that movie they brainwashed her using um, her own CD? God, what a piece of work that is. Um, and yes, I did set you up to reference Josie and the Pussycats again, Skylar. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. PJ, remember last night when you thought Phil Collins was Tarzan from Tarzan? I did, that's not how that happened. You are spreading misinformation. And <laughs> we were listening to music. He's like, oh, oh, this is Tarzan from, from Tarzan. No, it was more like this is Tarzan. I mean, it's from Tarzan. Could you imagine if Phil Collins was Tarzan? What range does Phil Collins have? I love how hard Phil Collins went on the Tarzan soundtrack, but also, like, let Tarzan sing. <laughs> but could Tarzan do Strangers <laughs> Like O'Connell Me? Got to Hashtag release the Tarzan cut. <laughs> release the Tarzan cut. Oh, oh, honey, Tarzan has cut already, honey. Honey. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
All right. So we have your predictions on all of these characters. Uh, why don't we take a quick break to watch episodes one and two? We'll see how accurate your predictions are, and we'll see what you think of the anime as a whole. So everyone stay tuned, watch those episodes with us, and we'll be right back. All right, we are back. We had Casey watch episodes one and two of K-On. Casey, tell me what you thought. Well, it's no Josie and the Pussycats, but I well, really... could be? I mean, nothing ever will be. You guys know I talk to Tara uh, Reed on Twitter sometimes. Especially, but she's we've really made her realize that her, her best work is Josie and the Pussycats. And so that's been a fun little journey. Anyways, more to come for that, obviously. But um, yeah, this anime was really fun. Um, I really thought, like... There's certain aspects of the style about the anime that I really enjoyed, like just like just aesthetically, like about like the like little cassette tapes that were like the interim and like the animation at first I was not feeling. I'm not gonna lie, like it's not my preferred style. It's very soft. like that very watery, flowy style that's like very prevalent in like Ghibli movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, but I don't know, and like, it, I don't know, it works better in the Ghibli movies that I've seen at least. But in well, this, probably, I, you know, they have a little bit more money behind them. <laughs> Oh, that you know what? Good point, actually. <laughs> How come they don't have millions of dollars? Come on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, like it was it was really charming after a while. I was like, okay, it kind of all goes together pretty well. I love that. Love that. It's very exciting. I like that you found it charming as we went along. Uh, but let's put a quick pin in that to do some housekeeping, and then we'll jump back into our thoughts. Kon started as a manga written by Kaki Fly and was serialized in Manga Time Kirara magazine between May 2007 and October 2010. 10, with it continuing in Manga Time Kirara Karat until June 2012, with six total volumes published, which follow the girls all the way through their time in high school into university. A spinoff manga, Kaon Shuffle, was released that follows a group of girls inspired by our main cast to start their own light music club. The anime was directed by Naoko Yamada and produced by Kyoto Animation for Tokyo Broadcasting and Disney Channel Japan. The series ran from April 2009 to September 2010 with 39 episodes and two OVAs. A film, K-On! The Movie, released in December of 2011, directed by Naoko Yamada, and followed the girls on their graduation trip to London. Several rhythm games have been made from the K-On! property, along with a few singles and albums. Ooh, I love rhythm games. <laughs> oh, yeah, those are fun. Can I just say, you know, what I found so interesting is the fact that this was done uh, partially, like, it was eventually aired on Disney Channel Japan. I think that's so cute. And I think it's so cute, especially considering, like, I love that the movie is their graduation trip to London, because I was like, is this just Lizzie McGuire the movie? <laughs> oh, that's also a classic. <laughs> and you know what? It's not the plot, but I'm going to imagine the plot is that they it's straight up just the plot of Lizzie McGuire the movie. Like, they all go to London, and she gets swapped with, like, a London pop star. Oh, my God. But it's the whole band. <laughs> Sing to me, but- Paolo Chan. <laughs> But with all of that, let's run down episode one and two really quickly. In episode one, we meet Yui, a clumsy ADHD-ridden high school freshman excited to start school, but unsure of her direction in life. At the same time, we meet best friends Ritsu and Miyu as Ritsu forces Miyu to join the soon-to-be-disbanded Light Music Club. They need two more members to not get shut down, which is when Samugi comes in believing it to be the Quiet Club, but after seeing Ritsu and Miyu's friendship, she decides to join. Yui joins assuming the group will be easy, unaware they are looking for a guitarist. The group takes her on regardless to fill out their club numbers and vow to teach her guitar. In episode two, the girls get part-time jobs to help Yui afford her dream guitar, and after some car counting and haggling, she has her guitar and is determined to learn to make her new friends proud. And that's Kaon. Okay, first of all, I have to get this out of the way. The title of the show, why is it called that, I guess, is my question. Kaon is like Japanese for light music, I think. 
Oh, okay. I cannot get QAnon <laughs> and Crimkeon. <laughs> and it bothers me so much because I actually found this really charming. Whereas I find QAnon not at all charming. <laughs> nope. Oh my God. Light music is K Ongaku and it's usually, and it can be shortened to K On. Interesting. Kind of like how, you know, Japanese popular music is, you know, shortened to J-pop. K-Ongaku mm. is shortened to K-On. Okay, well, I'm going to avo- try to avoid every other QAnon-related question I have with this <laughs> with this podcast. <laughs> we just hear like 50 pages being thrown away, and you're like, all right, I've got two pages of notes left. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> God, I do have so many questions for those bizarre people. No offense. You know who you are. Anyways. <laughs> but yeah, this anime is really, really charming. And I feel like I like having watched these two episodes, I feel like some of my predictions, like there's they're like circling around. I was close ish on some things. Yeah, no, you definitely like found the right type of tropes, but just not the exact right trope. Right. Also, I have to jump in real quick at this immediately. You have nailed all the names perfectly. And I'm like, there were a lot of hard things that you said in there that I could have never said. (laughs) Say Ritsu. I, 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 re, oh, no. Ritsu. I could say that. Say Yui. Yui. Ui. Say Yui, Mio. Louie. Just kidding. Uh, Mio, Mio. Is it just Sumugi? No, there was something you were saying in the, um in like when you're doing the uh, housekeeping. And I was like, man, oh. there's a lot of tough words in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sumugi is a hard word and I, a hard name. And I will I'm tell you. I'm going to call her Mugi because we're friends. Ah, that's cute. I got that allowance from her. She, I accidentally when I was writing my notes, I added an extra G, so I thought her name was Sug Mugi, which I was like, that's not right. When you were <laughs> when you were doing Sugi Mugi, Sugi Mugi. <laughs> oh my God! Do you remember the Alvin and the Chipmunks movie with that song? Yeah, which one? The the adventure one where they have to go around collecting the dolls with diamonds inside. Yep, Gosh, the one where they're man. in the hot air balloon. That movie was like a little too sexy at some points. I can't. I'm going to jump. I have, we have to ask. In this anime, Yui, what's with her like like Japanese ghost thing that's happening in the first episode? <laughs> like, like, do you guys see that? We're oh, like- yes, yes. Well, I also noticed this. And didn't notice it because she has like her like intense fear that something bad is going to happen. And she's just imagining all these scary things. But if you pay attention to the background, something appears in the doorway. Yes. I'm like, and Skylar, I was like, Skylar, did you see that? And she was like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> There's not been a classroom here for 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was like, holy smokes. This is a twist I wasn't ready for. And then I was like. It's actually a corpse party. It's it, she's in that same high school. Um, I was like, is she having a? And then she got up to the door where she was trying to like go in, and I was like, there was like those demons, and I was like, is she having like a Raven Trigon situation? Like, what is the backstory <laughs> on this girl? It's just anxiety. I was gonna say, like, just she makes such leaps in logic, though. But I get it. I get honestly. okay. Never mind. I understand. We're gonna reel into like the point here. I just want you both to know, you are both Yui. I know. <laughs> well, yeah, I am Yui. <laughs> I was like going to be like, am I? No, yeah, I totally. <laughs> it's the it's the intense leaps and logics. It's the intense ADHD. It's the crashing into everything. It's the clumsiness, like you guys to a T. Yeah, I wish I was wrong, but 
guess that's right. Do you remember when, which we call it, I think it's Ritsu and Mio. They were talking about starting a band together. I love that part where they're watching. She's like, remember, we were going to start a band. We were at the concert and it was like this, whatever. And then Mio's like, yeah, do you that remember? That didn't happen. Yeah, that's not real. <laughs> it went from Coachella to Brokecella like real quick. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. They're just watching the concert on TV. Funny. And also, like, Mia's just like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I love that it's, like, it's so funny how ridiculous they are that that's what convinces Sumugi to join. Like, she's like, I just want to join because you guys seem, like, fun. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Oh, my gosh. Sumugi is a gem. And I love her eyebrows. Yes. I love those eyebrows. And I'm glad they kind of came back because, like, when she first came on, I was like, wow, she has really thick eyebrows. That's really rare in, like, Japanese character design. And I love that then in episode two, you learn that, like, all of her family has those thick eyebrows. Mm -hmm. Yes. Ritsu, uh, like Skylar was, I was going to say, is chaotic as heck. Like, bad news bears. Like, she's not nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, she's a little manipulative. She's hella manipulative. (laughs) (laughs) At least not her, Skylar. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, for the clumsy leaps in logic woman. We'll take her. We'll take her, I guess, by comparison. <laughs> the ADHD camp would like to claim Yui as our first participant. <laughs> <laughs> You've been drafted. The first pick of the draft. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, by the way, question. Watching this anime, I'm wondering, is there a new trope that I am discovering? Mine is just because I feel like I've seen it a couple times now. Is it always cherry blossom season in these animes? It feels like it's because like that's how it starts yeah, off. Yeah, so cherry blossom season always happens always around the time that school is starting. And because oh, we're always watching the episode ones of an anime, we're always around the time school is starting. So it's always cherry blossom season at the first two episodes it's of an like anime. it's like April, right? Yeah. And so... Same thing, like, if you were to keep watching, usually around, like, six to eight episodes in, we start getting the snowy seasons, you know? And it's like, yeah, every... Because so many animes we watch are school-based, because anime is almost always school-based, and school always starts around cherry blossom season. It's, yeah, you're definitely catching on to something there. Okay, good. Uh, You know what? Something I'm surprised I've not asked yet. Is the Japanese school year the same timeline as, like, American school years? Or is that different? No. No. Not at all. Not in the slightest. It's, it's, uh, like their summer break is like three weeks. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But they get more breaks throughout the year. That's probably better, honestly. Yeah. Like literally they get like two to four, no, I think it's like four weeks off. So basically they go like, obviously not fully four months, but like three and a half months break, three and a half months break, three and a half months. Wow. You know what I would do if I was in charge of schools? I would like give breaks off like, like. Not doing like the whole like three months in the summer. I would like do that kind of like they're doing it, but I'd make sure that like each break was like in each season. So like the kids got to enjoy each season, you know, at least for a good chunk. And then they go back. You know what I mean? So the parents don't kill them. Yeah, that makes sense. So guess I'm part of the board of education now, guys. I'm secretary of education now. So PJ wrote a real, I mean, I wrote a really good paper (laughs) (laughs) redoing school. Uh, the school system for a liberal arts class Mm. i swear to god i'm gonna eventually get my degree and then uh they're gonna listen to these podcasts and be like wait i don't know if that's a joke or not a joke should we take her degree back (laughs) insert insert here everything has been a joke thus far (laughs) so there's no accountability (laughs) pj's just a really good open source yeah yes (laughs) 
let's work on rewriting that, guys. Let's work. Let's work on educational standards after this. Again, I already did it. I mean, Skylar already <laughs> did it. You're like, I already fixed that, Casey. We got a new. We got. We can work on other problems. <laughs> oh my gosh! But there is another trope that came up that you have not seen, but is a huge trope, mostly in slice of life anime that I have a it. big beef with, which is. The main character running late for school, running to school with a piece of toast in their mouth. You know, I did not. I don't don't find that charming. They do that every time. It is annoying. And my big thing is just toast gets soggy so fast and it would just fall out of your mouth while you're running. Maybe it's just really crispy. And I don't care how crispy it is. If you have the minorest amount of saliva in your mouth, you're gonna sog up that bread. And if you're running really fast, which they always are, it's the momentum is just gonna tear that bread out of your mouth. Okay, so this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna have a fan race of people with toast in their mouth running as fast as they can and see how long it takes for the toast to come out of their mouth. And they have to Got run it. all the way uh, all the way from their home to a school. <laughs> the closest school. The closest school. If you live near a school, you're disqualified. Oh my gosh. You have to run to the next closest school. <laughs> next closest school. I would just do this for the toast, to be honest. I love toast. <laughs> <laughs> a toast to our winner. Gosh. You know, like sometimes do you ever like think back like i like i always wonder myself like god i wonder how i got so fat and then i realized like oh gee i would do this thing in the morning where i'd make like eight stacks of toast for me <laughs> like- oh my god casey <laughs> what? okay maybe not eight but definitely like there's got to be like maybe like six slices of bread at one point like, oh my god i <laughs> love so toast. many carbs it's like that scott pilgrim thing where he's like i love garlic bread i can eat it all the time and then like well bread makes you fat it makes you fat yep. oh my oh do you mean like skylar when i told you that that sleeping melatonin thing, melatonin <laughs> contributes to weight gain and you're like what <laughs> that was hilarious <laughs> we were at the grocery so store bad. and you were so serious <laughs> Well, because I take a lot of melatonin because I cannot, I won't sleep ever. I was equally as shocked with melatonin as I was about the bread being carbs and gaining. Fun fact, (laughs) it also contributes to depression. This is my depression. My friends, if you guys uh, take a lot of melatonin and you're hella depressed, um, it might contribute to it. But everyone still takes melatonin, so. I mean, like, again, I cannot sleep, so. Speaking of weight gain, okay, when they went to the McDonald's, okay, that was a McDonald's, but do you guys see that restaurant looked exactly like the McDonald's in the anime? Yeah, probably. Like, yeah. it was called, like, Max Burger or something like that. Yeah. And they had the exact like the McDonald's arches. I'm like, they're yeah. going to get sued by nah, Japanese you know, it's McDonald's. it's like McDonald's no. from Coming to America. No, oh Wack Arnold. Yeah. Was, it, was it Wack Arnold's or is it McDonald's? No, it's, uh, it's Mac, or it's like McDonald. Yeah, it's something like that. I've never no, seen No, because they, they, they have like the Big Mick instead of the yeah. Big Mac. Yeah, I was like, they're going to get sued for this. I was, I was just thinking, I'm like, I mean, at least don't do the arches or something, but. Probably. Again, Japanese copyright laws are also very different than America's copyright laws. But also, I love, so that kind of does bring up to me like what I love about Tsumugi's character, which is she's clearly, and I mean, it's so obvious from episode one and two, the rich girl who just like asked her dad to let her be in regular society for a bit. 
Right. It's like Rumspringa. Yeah, it's like her but rich kid rich Rumspringa. And, <laughs> and like, you know, because she's like, I've always wanted someone to ask me if I want fries with that. And that's totally something that you see. Like, it's a mini trope, not an anime, but in like stories where the rich kid goes into the real world where they're like, I've always wanted someone to like do this mundane thing that I see in movies and TV all the time. So like all of Oran Host Club? Oh my god, Oran Host Club is so perfect for it. The instant coffee, yeah. And you know what, she's so, she is so likable and so charming. This is what I think, um, I'm gonna say this code name so that we keep this person's identity secret. This is what I imagine um, our dear friend um, Eleanor is like. <laughs> <laughs> Our dear friend Eleanor is like this. We're just like Well, she went to community college, so I, I guess mean, that would be she... like Moogie going to uh Well also though, it is an all girls school and usually those are privatized. Not so necessarily maybe always. Sometimes. Yeah, but I doubt that this one is. Like clearly they don't all have that much money, especially like Yui. Can't afford True. a two hundred and fifty thousand yen guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Me I think it's I mean, pretty understandable, right? <laughs> but yeah, I completely agree. It, you know, I I agree with your assessment of our friend Eleanor, who is also unnecessarily likable. Yeah, like you has every right to not be, but is still charming nonetheless. <laughs> and you know what? So this actually, I mean, another trope. This is tropes on tropes. Is this trope, and this is, I told Skylar this when uh, the second it like became a little apparent that Tsumuki was rich, was like, is every other person in Japan the heir to a mega conglomerate? Like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh like my it's God. in every it's like true. anime. Obviously, like Orin Host Club, they're all like yeah. Aristic conglomerates. In Utano Prince Sama, they're all Aristic conglomerates. In Kaguya Sama, Love is War, she's the heir to a conglomerate. Like every single every rich person is just like yes, the heir to like no one can just be rich from something else. They're not like yeah, my dad owns five McDonald's and we have like a <laughs> franchise. It's always like they're part of the Kutsumagi Group. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I wish? I wish there was a personality test you could take online to find out if you were the heir to a conglomerate uh, situation, like what like conglomerate you would get. Like, you know, like I would like to get on that right now. Right. BuzzFeed. What are you doing? You're you're sleeping on this. Skyler was about to make a good point that this happens in K-dramas all the time, too, where they're like, yeah, he can't date this commoner girl he met at the store. He's the heir to the Watanabe group. Also, they shouldn't date. He was so mean to her. Oh my gosh. If you guys were the heir to a conglomerate, what conglomerate do you think it'd be? I think I'd be the heir to like Swiss Miss. Like something just like known enough, but not really. So that's me. <laughs> the heir to the Disney conglomerate. Oh, well, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Loungefly? <laughs> Yeah, okay. That makes total sense, Skylar. I see that for you. Can I just say, I want to know what K-drama you think I was referencing, Skylar. I I wasn't referencing one in particular, but you clearly had one in mind. Oh, because they're always mean. That's true. They're always a little mean to them. God, you know what K-drama is so- Remember Cinderella and the Four Nights? I was going to say Cinderella and the Four Nights is my favorite K-drama of all time. And they definitely have that trope. I love it so much. Back to K-On. Back to K-Drama? Is that what you said? K-On. <laughs> yes, K-On. My Q-anon? favorite K-Drama. <laughs> Q-Anon? Is this Q-Anon again? This is the K-Drama about Q-Anon. K-On. Oh, oh my God. Oh, Real no. life is a drama about Q-Anon. <laughs> Um, oh gosh! Oh, oh my gosh! You know what this? You know what this anime is? This anime is that it's scene. K-on. <laughs> K-On. Because you know how. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> right? Um, you know how uh, Yui like doesn't play guitar? This is basically that scene from Freaky Friday where Jamie Lee Curtis at, at inside, or Lindsay Lohan inside Jamie Lee Curtis has to play guitar for Jamie Lee Curtis inside Lindsay Lohan at the House of Blues. And then she has to like fake it like Keith Richards. Do you remember that? That's what this is. I don't agree with you, but I remember that. I, scene. I remember that scene. I also don't agree with you. <laughs> you guys she can't let it to learn to do it. Friday reference. Oh, I just think the lead, like, lead person just actually play guitar. And that's my frame of reference. Gosh, stop trying to like let me not love Jamie Lee Curtis, you guys. I love Jamie Lee Curtis. She can go drink all the yogurt she wants. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I miss those SNLs where Kristen Wiig would play her and she would poop herself in the commercials. So good. Also, like, she's, like, super into nerd culture because of her son, and I love that for her. Who's her son? I don't know. Some guy, but he's super into nerdy stuff, and, like, she's, like, gone to, like, fighting game conventions and stuff like that with him, and she always cosplays, and I'm about about it. She's married to someone famous, too. Kind of like how um, the Juggalo guy is, like, super into supporting his furry son. Yeah, uh, has a Juggalo J. furry suit or a Juggalo fursuit. Is it Violent J that has the furry son? I think so. What were we talking about? <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. Also, I realized, I was like, who is she married to? Oh, she's married to Christopher Guest. That's what she's married to. I was like, she's married to someone famous. I couldn't remember who it was. Do you think when he was going to marry her, uh, no. he assumed she would take <laughs> his last name? And he was like, B R guest just like i knew skylar like i had a trauma tingle with skylar earlier i knew that you were gonna do a like <laughs> this type of a joke <laughs> like right before and i'm like here it comes <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> no but like the thing that it actually reminds me more of so like i say like one thing i really do appreciate about this anime and obviously you don't get to see it in the first two episodes because obviously it's the progression but i love the progression of this anime because through the anime you get to see them go all the way through high school get really good at their music and even go like into college and stuff mm. like which i appreciate just because so many stories like don't progress really yeah it's just like infinite high schoolers yeah it's hard for like I'm a high, high school- schooler for life high school for life what's up fellow kids um <laughs> <laughs> like i think it, it's hard for like shows animes anything that starts in high school to make a transition to an older like situation like saved by the bell i was just years. gonna reference that too <laughs> <laughs> Everything that fun remember, fact, it wasn't good. Uh, or I like Saved by the Bell the college years. Casey, watch new Saved by the Bell. It's, it's so, so good. good. Is it really? It is Yeah, it's like so it's legitimately funny. very good. You know who was my favorite character from Saved by the Bell? This is controversial. I love You better Lee. not say Screech. He's gonna say the weird magician waiter. No, it's Lisa. <laughs> oh, why is that controversial? How is that controversial? Lisa's oh, I know. I don't know. I just feel like she doesn't get the attention because everyone's always talking about like Slater and Zach. No, Lisa and was Kelly. honestly so progressive for the time because she, she was, was the funniest a regular, one. Well, but well, she was just you know a regular student played by a black person, which like shouldn't be controversial or like revolutionary. But at the time, it was like she wasn't a stereotype. She was like a rich girl fashionista character. Like and like any other show would have cast her as like this blonde bimbo, but they cast you know a black actress, and it's it was so like crazy at the time. Like everyone was like, "What? Like she's not poor? She has a dad? Like, yeah. oh my gosh, Mark that is kind of true." Is just gorgeous. No, she yeah. Oh god, yes, seriously. I mean, yeah, it's unfortunate what happened to her in her life afterwards. You know, with her struggles with addiction. I'm glad she's clean now, and I'm glad that she's kind of made up with the cast because I know they yeah. had a falling out because of the addiction and stuff. And it was really is nice she on the new show. Her- 
She has a kind cameo of. because they Aww. were they were starting filming and she wasn't a part of it. And she was kind of like, oh, this is like lame. Like I felt she felt really bad, but she also kind of understood because of, you know, all the stuff that happened with her addiction. But, you know, she kind of had like her redemption tour and apologize and talk to everyone and they reconciled so like obviously they were pretty late in filming already but they had like her cameo where like they had her essentially like she's too busy being like rich and famous being a fashion designer so they like video called her during an episode where all of the old cast were together yeah Mm. honestly it's really funny and they have a lot of tongue in cheek uh, a lot of tongue-in-cheek jokes like how seniors are all like played by old people Oh my, oh my god, gosh. that episode was so funny. They had all these like 50 and 40 year old actors walking around being like, I'll see you at the dance tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really good. I, I do think we should start the grassroots campaign to get Elisa a regular spot back. She probably will coming season two. It's really just Slater and Jesse that have regular spots in the show. Everyone else is like cameos. Because it's really about the yeah. new cast, you know? So wait, it's really yeah, good, though. I think you'd like it. I think you'd like they it. They work at the school, so they're there a lot. Interesting. I'm glad Jesse's getting work, though, because, you know, Showgirls kind of did her in a little bit. Yeah, it did. And it's a shame, because that's a real piece of work. Uh, speaking of Showgirls, this show has girls in it, and that's why... <laughs> just really <laughs> I thought struggling. you were going to talk... Just really struggling to segue us back into this anime. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about That's the show, girls, and I was like, to the pool Uh-oh. sex scene from Showgirl. No, thanks. I don't like uh, that show. <laughs> yeah, I remember. But can I, I just had a few other things I wanted to bring up at certain points. Go on for this, it. Is I love how mature Yui's sister is, her little sister. So cute. Yes, so adorable. I love her. I didn't hate her, believe it or not. <laughs> well, you know why? Because she was Despite more mature her than her older child. sister. That's what it was. Because you you hate that immaturity that comes with children. That like yeah. pointless immaturity, right? Like it's the like, I'm just so dumb and innocent and I have no reason for it. I refer to it. myself in the third person. Exactly. But, Casey like, she wants this. Fully, yeah. I mean, what I do love, I mean, all the girls are very, very fully realized characters. You know, like Ritsu has like a very strong and like manipulative, manipulative. but cool personality. You know, uh, Sumugi is very like reserved, but she's clearly got a lot more going on in the back background very kind yui's kind of like a little bit of a klutz and a little bit of a ditz but it's but she's very like delightful to just see and you know it's kind of very obvious that it's because as we've mentioned homegirl's got robot adhd i love she literally can't focus i literally loved when she had to just walk across the street to say hi to them and she first bumped into someone and right before she finally made it all the way to the end of the street a dog appeared and she just stopped to pet the dog for five minutes oh my god relatable and then when she was at the mall with them and she just kept going into different stores and going to eat and forgot what she was there for i was like this is what it's like to hang out with casey and skylar (laughs) (laughs) god what what a treat we are <laughs> I love when they were at the guitar store and she saw the double neck guitar and like her idea was it was just a person with four arms. Like that's the only explanation. <laughs> I thought that was a wacky waving inflatable tube man. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing that was super caught my eye when she was in the guitar store was the like, I can't afford this, but I'm now hyper fixated on this and it's all that matters to me. Cause that's at least Skylar. Oh no, that's Skylar specific, but that's Skylar. It's true. Like I could, I (laughs) could literally the second Skylar like fixates on wanting something. It doesn't matter if I'm like, we don't have the money for it, but here's this version that's cheaper or anything. Like she would say yes, but she'd be pouty about it the whole time. So yeah, I'd rather wait 
to get it. But then PJ is such a loving, soft-hearted husband. He's like, fine, we'll get it. But it's always like, all right, these are your choices. Which one do you want? And I'm like, this one. He's like, of course, it's the fucking expensive one. Yeah. PJ's like, so Skylar, um, we can have the non-brand version of whatever this is that's like $10. Or we can have what you want, which is $10 million. I think there's a clearly obvious choice here. Which one do you want? <laughs> the only exception, though, is I love store brands. I will always go for like Great Value or like Stater Brothers brands. Love it. Mm-hmm. Well, because I mean, they're shit. almost always the same product. It's just rebranded and cheaper. <laughs> but can't you taste the brand, like the label you want? I'm just can't you taste well, okay. the label? Really Obviously, quick, there's certain though. things that like you just can't replicate. Like no, no, no Coca-Cola soda tastes like Coca-Cola, except for Coca-Cola. I only like Great Value brand almond milk. Oh, every other almond milk I've tried. Don't like. Yeah, blue great value vanilla almond milk is better than any other vanilla almond milk on the market. I can't get into almond milk. I tried it. I tried it this late. Did you try vanilla almond milk? You know, I don't think I tried vanilla almond milk. It was like unsweetened. I don't like unsweetened almond milk and I don't like regular almond milk, but sweetened vanilla almond milk is where it's at. You know what? Maybe I'll try that. Don't try silk. It's kind of chill. Go for great value. Go to your local Walmart. Pick it up. They're sponsoring the episode. (laughs) I'll bring it in the car tomorrow. Great value. <laughs> Hit us up. We're trying to get a sponsor. Great value. <laughs> Speaking of a sponsor, <laughs> I do kind of like that Tsumuki, like, fake haggles. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, like, the guy just immediately is like, oh, my God, she has the same eyebrows as the box. It's probably her dad. And she's just like, you can do better. <laughs> she's those people on Twitter. Do better. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that she, like, I love that she is willing to help them with her money but like it's not like a big deal like i feel like a lot of other shows would have just had her be like don't worry i bought it for you but like she's not even like oh i'm not gonna buy it for you because like i'm a rich person and i'm not gonna help you pay for anything on your bachelor party she's more like going through it in a very different <laughs> way you know that's very specific Why the bachelor party no it's very specific pj i don't know what you're talking about who knows <laughs> what i'm talking about who could possibly who knows know? who's to know who's to know <laughs> but you know like she isn't like oh i'm not gonna give you money but she's also not like well i'll just pay for everything like she's like i am a person who like got a job yeah she got the job with them she was like i'm trying to live a normal life like and you know she's like i can help you and even yui is like no like let me do this on my own and even when she's like yeah i helped haggle it down she's like i'll help pay you back for like the difference or whatever yeah what was that job they're doing like counting cars or whatever yeah it's just like traffic counters you know it's it's, do they have that here i mean i'm sure like survey jobs exist i've done jobs like that before Mm, interesting i literally had a job where i just had to count how many people walked into a mcdonald's throughout the course of a weekend and at what time really yep i had that Mm -hmm. job for three days i did a weekend like gig it was like a hundred dollars a day and i literally i literally uh just sat in the mcdonald's and i counted how many people came in at what time and then i had to ask a certain percentage of them just like hey where are you from how far away did you drive from what's your age and stuff like it's literally just surveying and obviously this is different but people pay for information like that obviously the the traffic one is probably paid for by the city just to know like oh like congestion congestion and and how many cars are traveling this road and stuff like that but those jobs totally exist interesting that was the first time we were ever apart fun fact you guys 
We've been living together since the beginning of our relationship. So wow, and we have Guys. very intense separation anxiety. Holy it's smokes! Um, but like, <laughs> obviously, like uh, I think it's sort of like like obviously, like if we're like at work for the day, like we're like it's fine. If it's like a day, we're like it's fine. The second we start getting into like the two to three days, we're like how do I how do I live I without, without you? you? I want to know. I, I've seen it, you guys. It's real. It's definitely real. By the like way, like when I was in the hospital. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I was like, "Here comes a trauma story." I'm just kidding. <laughs> a final thought. PJ's final thought is Mio not right now, and I haven't seen the rest of the anime, so who knows? Do you think she's a lesbian? Hmm. Oh. Here are my facts. I'm gonna say no. Let me present the facts to you. A. She's best friends with an overdomineering butch woman. B. She thinks the teacher's really pretty. C. She offers this information at no behest of anyone. D. She reminds me of myself a lot. And I like women. And men. <laughs> and you're a lesbian. Uh, <laughs> no, She's uh, so shy. Also, I would like to say really quick, I love Yui's singing voice, but I love Mio's singing voice. And, oh and my then God. evidence D. Lesbians are good singers. Tegan and Sarah. They're so uh, I have presented my case. Tegan and Sarah are hello lesbians, Skylar. What are you talking about, Skylar? Oh shit! I was thinking of the other ones. Hold on. <laughs> I thought you were uh, gonna try to expose yeah, Tegan and Sarah. Like they're part of their thing. I was, all the things you said. <laughs> this is a call out podcast where Skylar's like Tegan and Sarah are not into women. <laughs> no shit! I was thinking of what's her name. <laughs> thinking of tattoo again. Yes. <laughs> How many times in Music Month are you gonna reference tattoo? It's just always on my mind. They it's like a tattoo on my permanently. <laughs> Tattooed on my brain. Uh, That's right. Um, so I have presented the evidence. What say you, humble court of anime lesbianism? Uh, I can see her being a bi queen. I can see her being mm-hmm. a bi queen for sure. I think, well, okay. First of all, Nina has scarred me for life. Um, where. Uh, yeah whatever that was disappointing that there was no lesbianism there because that was clear lesbianism after that i don't know what to believe anymore like clearly i if i I think before that uh, that episode i would have believed that this was clearly some sort of lesbian shenanigans happening here but now because of that i'm like eh she probably has like a quote she's probably one of the straight girls it's like the question is would the anime make her a lesbian oh you're asking you believe she is a lesbian or bisexual or pan Hmm. Hmm. I think I think she's queer, but she doesn't do labels. I, I respect think, and support that. I think she says like she's like yeah, like I've like done stuff with women, but like I don't. Would I consider myself bi or lesbian? Like I don't know. That's like I'm not really like I'm not into labels. That's like her. You know what I mean? Hereby, kind of hereby the ruling of the honorable anime court: Mio, queer, maybe not a lesbian, maybe not bi, but definitely queer. Queer, queer yeah. queen. Queer so queen. ends this session of the anime court. Oh my gosh. Uh, this should be a, re- we- a weekly segment where we decide which character is a lesbian. <laughs> Mio, she's so cute. She's such She'll do well. high anxiety. But that's why, I, that's why she reminds me of myself so much is like the like everyone's being like, wow, they're so emotionally mature. But like they fall apart as a drop of a hat. And I'm like, yep, that's me. 
Do you remember in 30 Rock where Jenna sings to herself that song, I See Myself in You, where she's looking into the mirror? That's what I think you do when you see this this character. Oh, gosh. Well, speaking of singing, let's jump into the music for this anime. Yes. Yes. The music for this anime is all done in canon by the band that the girls form, which their band eventually is named Hokago Tea Time. Oh, that's that's a cute cute. name. But the music is done by not a band, but by a conglomerate of four performers. We have Aki Tokoyasuki, Yoko Hikasa, Satomi Seito, and Minako Kotobuki, with Aki Tokoyasuki usually being the lead singer because she is the one who does the singing voice for our girl Yui. And so henceforward, I'm just going to refer to them also as Hokago Tea Time, but know that I am referring to Aki Tokoyasuki, Hikasa, Seito, and Kotobuki. So the opening song for this anime is Kagayake Girls by Hokago Tea Time. Speaking of Hokago Tea Time, the Tea Time moments in this episode were fantastic. Fantastic. Also, just needs to be oh, said. Oh, yes. Yeah. Let the tea like, always look so good. Picnics the and snacks stuff. always look so, so good. It, yeah, tea, wonderful in this. I'm like Yui. I have can play no instruments, but I will come to tea at any moment <laughs> for dessert <laughs> or dessert. And tea. Yes. So tell me, Casey, what did you think of that opening song? It was okay. It, the opening, like, it wasn't bad. It was like, it, I'm definitely more on like the liking it side. It reminds me, like, the beginning part of the intro reminded me of Rocket Power opening. <laughs> But, like, not as good as the Rocket Power opening. <laughs> it's 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 good, but, like, it needs more for me. Like, it needed to hit harder. But, luckily, we'll get to the outro later. I absolutely adore the opening to this anime. I think it's so good. I, I love every second of it. I love that bubbly J-pop, J-rock style. It hits for me. It's a top toot. Oh, it's a. Sh- it, would you say it's a shoot? Maybe, <laughs> Skylar. What about you? I think it's so freaking cute. It's so adorable. Side note: While we're still on the intro, I know we normally don't talk about like the like open like the kind of like the imagery and the like the opening intro part. I know Skylar will do it sometimes, but like I really liked that though. Like, man, that was I. I love. I loved that. No, the imagery in the opening is really good. I also really like the imagery in the outro. It's very weird and different in the outro, but I think it serves the song really well. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, the imagery is super good, though. I really liked it. I agree with Skylar. So let's talk then about the outro. That outro is Don't Say Lazy by, once again, Tokayashi, Hikasa, Seito, and Kotobuki. But this time we have Yoko Hikasa. And Mio singing. Well, yes. This time we have Yoko Hikasa on the vocals for this track, as it's supposed to be Mio singing. Okay. This outro, <laughs> so good. I loved it. <laughs> It was fantastic. This was it. This was the business for me. I Honestly, was all about yeah, it. it was so good. I loved it so much. It really like it really reminded me of like high school when I was listening to um that kind of rock. For sure. I adore this outro. It is so good. Um I really like the different tone. Even though it's the same band, I like that they can, you know, get you a band that can do both, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and I also can I say I love bands that swap vocalists. Like, I yes. love that. Yes. I love when it's like, yeah, this this song, like, the guitarist is singing, but this song, the keyboardist is singing or whatever, you know? Like, I love bands that do that. Right. It's so good. Like Blink-182 or Fleetwood Mac. Exactly. For sure. By the way, when, Skylar, when you were going to say, like, this reminds me of high school, and they're going to be like, were you in a band in high school? <laughs> like, an all-girl group in high school, too? That's, a, that's that the second fun. arc that we unlocked this episode. No, she was not. Skylar <laughs> cannot play an instrument. She wishes she could. If I could have any wish granted... That- 
that wasn't money based, it would be that I would be able to play either piano or violin. I should just say both. I was right? gonna say I would be better with all wishes and just be wishes to be. I would just wish to be good at all instruments. Fair enough. Mm, I feel like that's be like a Beck, greedy. who can like play every instrument on an album, but it's because he's a Scientologist and he has all the the things for it. Beck is a Scientologist, the loser guy. Yeah, but I give him a little bit of a pass because he was like kind of born into born it. into it. Yeah, mm. I always give those people passes too. Yeah, because like Rose McGowan is also was born in escaped a cult. Yeah, a very bad cult. Wow. But before we get into too much cult talk, let's jump into <laughs> my second favorite podcast segment. What modern or contemporary artists do you think would have done a good job with these anime intros and outros? And Casey, why don't you kick us off with that opening Kagayake Girls? I would say like the Donnas. Is that too? Do you remember them? Oh, I, I could see that. Yeah. I remember what the Donnas. What songs do the Donnas sing? They do a lot. They, they do a lot of songs. I don't know the names of their songs, but I've heard that they're like the thing I always hear when I'm shopping at like Forever 21. Like... <laughs> They always have some sort of song by them playing. They have that song, Take It Off. Let's see. They have one called um, Dancing With Myself. That was on the Mean Girls um, soundtrack. That's where I know them. Like the song I've heard a lot uh, when I'm shopping. <laughs> no, I definitely agree. I like, I hear it for sure. It's, I mean, it's that girl group energy, right? Oh, I see it. Skylar, who do you think would have done a good job with this song? I went with Poppy because I think her voice would do really Damn, good. Damn, I didn't even think role. about Poppy, but Poppy's such a good choice. Damn. Mm-hmm. I know. Do you mean Poppy, Ooh. the official voice of NXT? Do you guys know about that? No. Yeah, Poppy is signed by WWE. She sings on every NXT takeover. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know about her until that then. So anyways, go ahead. I love Poppy. And Poppy, like what I was struggling to find was someone that blended bubbly and rock. And Poppy does that so well. Oh, yep. It's, oh, you guys. If you love Poppy and you haven't listened to any of her metal stuff, it's so, so good. good. I love it. Skylar uh, definitely uh, knocked out of the park with this one. I'm sorry that she didn't get to finish this off because I like my choice, but not as much as Poppy. I went with Motion City Soundtrack. Oh, I can see oh, that. Yeah. Oh, I like them. I know a song by them. It's an all right song. Is that the one you know? They tell me that you're all right, that everything is all right. I don't know. Um, my boyfriend has it on like his playlist. I don't know what song it is, but I've been I see it come up on his like playlist. Oh, we get it, Casey. You have a boyfriend. Good job. No, I'm joking. Oh my god. <laughs> no, I was super into Motion City soundtrack when I was younger, and like no one knew who they were. So I'm glad that Ed, that Ed also knows Motion City soundtrack. I also know who they are. That's true. Oh, Skylar and I are kindred spirits, though, so that's different. When it comes to music, yeah. Aww. <laughs> so let's jump then, though, to our closing song, uh, which is Don't Say Lazy. Skylar, why don't you kick us off on this one? I went with the Veronicas. Oh, good Great choice. choice. I think the Veronicas are a phenomenal mm-hmm. choice. I love that. Mm-hmm. Casey, what about you? I went with Paramore. See, I knew you were going to go with Paramore. <laughs> But it doesn't make so much sense, though. No, it makes total sense. I personally, the only reason I didn't pick Paramore was because I was like, I can't always pick me. I, I can't always pick Paramore. <laughs> I know. That's I what like I was thinking, literally, too. Like, I, so often, I'm like, I think this is Paramore. <laughs> See, I went with the Veronica's because, like, Mio was singing a, in a deeper register. Well, that's why I went with Blondie. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I could see that. You know who got? You know, I almost chose also. I almost chose Evanescence, but I was like, eh, that's too on the head. On my list, but I I was like, no, Evanescence is so operatic. Like, it's not even close to this. So high, like that's true. So soprano. Yeah, I'm glad I stuck with Paramore. But we all went with that, like you know, alt rock. Not not quite emo, but definitely like deeper register. You know, alt rock. 
vibe. But I love it. I love it. I think those were all yeah. phenomenal choices. choices. And with those choices, we're going to take another quick break. We're going to showcase you some clips, give him some additional context, and then we'll be back to see his final thoughts on K-On! So stay tuned. Konnichiwa, my fellow weebs. PJ here, thanking you as always for listening to our podcast. We hope you're enjoying this cute light musical romp as much as we are. I'm sad to see Music Month go, but I'm excited to move on to May's theme. Relive all of the episodes for Music Month and don't miss any future episodes by keeping up with us on social media. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Kawaii Desu Pod. On Facebook, you can find the official Kawaii Disappointment group where you can interact with us as well as other fans of the podcast. Or go to our website, kawaiidesupod.com, for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O-D.com. Spread the word about us, and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes. It really does help. Tune in next Monday as we train to take on the biggest bad around for the greater good, and maybe just for the love of the fight, as we jump into May's theme of Shonen All-Stars. That's right, in May we are going to tackle some of the biggest names in the shonen genre. We start out next Monday with Naruto, we then move on to Yu Yu Hakusho, sail on over to One Piece, hook into Hunter x Hunter, then finish off the month with Dragon Ball Z. It's going to be a fun time and we hope you'll join us. Now, back to the podcast. All right, we're back, and we had Casey watch some additional clips, get some additional context, see some additional performances, and see some additional kawaii moments. Casey, after all of that, what did you think? Oh my gosh, so fun. Who doesn't love... Hey, just like uh, another great movie I know, who doesn't love uh, a fun girl group with catchy songs? Am I right? Am I right? (laughs) when we saw the trailer for the K-On! movie, I was like, oh, this is Josie the Pussycats. (laughs) Yes, and that is a success. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> perfect Casey's timing like, is it all, it's all coming full circle <laughs> right obviously they were influenced by Josie and the Pussycats the movie I mean Rosario Dawson and Rachel Lee Cook and Tara Reid's performances are just like out of this world so clearly they're inspired by that <laughs> it's I mean it's it's really good I, the Josie and the Pussycats yeah absolutely <laughs> The but this is a good is my too. favorite. Oh my so god! These girls do not so have good. long tails and ears for hats. That'd be so cute, though. They, they have did tea. have some great performances, and we had some good times. Which character ended up being your favorite, Casey? Uh, Sumugi. Sumugi. She's so cute. She's adorable. Although I did like Yui, but no, Sumugi is like you know, it's kind of who I wish I was, kind of. You know what I mean? Did you kind of have that vibe where you're like she's got it all it looks put together, but like even though she has so much, she's still like a genuinely good person. Yeah. <laughs> right. 100% I agree. Just like our friend Eleanor. <laughs> Just like our friend Eleanor. I like you you hated Eleanor for so long. He hate to be fair, he hated her because she was so well adjusted and nice regardless of having it all together. Just he like Samu. He hate her. Yeah, yeah, he didn't actually hate her. He was just like, "Oh, how is he so hot and respectful and rich?" Not to be boring, but it's also Moogie. I I just love her. She's so funny. She's so cute. God. And when she steals a strawberry, 
That was so funny. Oh man, I'm so I'm so sad because I was gonna go with Mio. Mio was my favorite going into this. Like I loved Mio, but man, that additional context really sold me on Samugi. Yeah. And it's so a Samugi win. We're a triple header for Samugi. She's Aww. a contender for at the end of the year. I will say best vocalist. Mio. Yes. Oh, totally. I'm glad you said that. I was thinking that too. Like, you, like, you I love okay, she's the not style. the best vocalist, but that's my preferred style. Yeah. Yes, I guess Mio's that's what great. I would say too. Because I love the Hokago Tea Time style that they have with Yui, but the songs they do with Mio as the singer instead are songs I would listen to over the Yui songs, but I would still listen yes. to and enjoy all of the Yui songs. Right. Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, so we have your thoughts. We have our favorite characters now it's time for the eternal question the one that's been weighing on the minds of people for generations and eons casey would you keep watching K-On? Totally. I can't wait till they add cat ears and tails and become Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> oh gosh, I love it. Casey loves female empowerment and catchy songs. I don't tell you. <laughs> as soon as like i mean i knew in general Kaon is considered one of the better music animes out there like people generally rank it pretty high but the fact that it was like this like girl group that played like rock music i definitely thought when i was picking this for the month that this would be high on your list watching it i did have a little bit of doubts because i was like it is a little too cutesy but i'm glad you enjoyed it yeah. i also love tea time and hello that's so. true <laughs> The tea time really should have been a giveaway for me. More tea scenes, please, anime people. <laughs> as so, K-On! A kawaii success as we wrap up Music Month with a, a final success after we had, um, you know, Nana Natu as well for very understandable reasons. Uh, but that's three successes, one fail for Music Month. And we'll see what next month holds for us. Dun, oh my da-da. gosh. Excitement. I can't wait for our... I mean, it's so fitting that we're now moving on to our favorite segment because... It feels like so right. America's favorite segment, music, in the music month on our final music episode. <laughs> okay, uh, I would say segments are PJ's thing. But everyone, it's time for everyone's favorite segment. Is there an AMV for that? AMV. Anime music videos. Is there an AMV for that? All right, Casey, you know the rules. Give me a song and artist for K-On. It's funny you should say that I know the rules because the song I chose is Break the Rules by Charlie XCX because it's got that really, the music video is very like high school girl group rock and roll sound, like look and sound. It's perfect. If you guys don't listen to, haven't heard that album, by the way, Fantastic Sucker by Charlie XCX. It's like the only pop punk masterpiece of Casey, 2014. Not only is there a Break the Rules AMV to K-On, there's like at least four. Yeah, there's a lot. Have you guys seen the music video for Break the Rules by Charlie XCX? Check no, but I've out. heard the song. Yeah, it's that album is fantastic. We love Charlie XCX. So good. I love her. She's great. Check it out, everyone. And check out Casey's solid three points. <gasps> Woo! Three-pointer from the line. That was a sports <laughs> reference. You love to see it, but that's not all we have. It's time for the super secret, not so secret bonus point. Is there an AMV for K-On to Evanescence Bring Me to Life? That's a tough one. I can't decide because sometimes I think I know and then I don't know. But this one, like, it's 50-50 for me because, like, it does make sense, but also it doesn't make sense. I'm going to go with yes. There is. Like, I could see there being one that is done to, like, one of Mio's music video outros. Yes. But for the most part, it's a little too bubbly, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me take a look. No, there is not one, understandably. <laughs> 
See, I should have should have gone the other way. It was too. It was All too right, close. All right, fans, get on it. Please make me an Evanescence. Bring me to life. For Pretty Kang much, on. if we do an episode, just one of you bite the bullet. Make us a Bring Me to Life AMV for it. It's gonna be Skylar. <laughs> Skylar's gonna make this AMV later under another. Skylar's AMS. not gonna make an AMV. Skylar, you can do this. I know you can do. It. She could. She's not gonna. <laughs> but we are going to celebrate that we did still get three points in the book. Though it's still a win to me. And I love to see it. You love to see it. Three points in the book. A kawaii success. A wrap up to music month on a high note with Kaon. Oh, that's kind of funny because high note like music. <laughs> this guy. I'm this surprised guy. that you didn't go with the Josie and the Pussycat movies. Off. Whoa, God. First of all, they should have that. But I just thought it would be too obscure. But I, I'm hoping that... Our- our episode leads this our our audience to the Josie and the Pussycat soundtrack. Yeah, I think a quick a quick search makes me feel like he was right not to go there. <laughs> I mean, if they don't have Evanescence bring me to life, AMV, they're not going to have Josie and the Pussycats. But while we've been having a great time talking about K-On, we're going to have to turn it K off because that's all we have for this episode. Wow. Oh, this guy. All right. <laughs> Uh, we hope you guys had a good time, a fun time, a musical time, a slice of life time that Casey actually liked time. A strawberry stealing time. <laughs> but that is all we have for you guys this week. Until next time, when we come back to you in May with a new theme, we hope your wait for that isn't a quiet disappointment. I've been PJ. I've been Skylar. And I got to get to choir practice. I'll see you guys later. Bye. That's Casey. <laughs> That's, That's Casey who always forgets to say his name. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's Casey. It's Casey <laughs> Music Month. Oh, bye. All right. Have a good one, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs>